Today is the 16th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian, and it is wonderful to be here with you today as we take the next step forward. We began the Gospel of Mark yesterday, even as we ended the book of Exodus, which means we have come to the third book in the Old Testament, or the the Torah, known as Leviticus. So let's talk about it a little bit before we dive in. We're, We're in the middle of the desert at this point in the story. God is establishing the terms of a covenant between himself and this people of promise. And the purpose of the covenant isn't so much like, oh, you are so you, you are ethnically superior, and so you're going to be my people. It's that a group of people are being selected to, to reveal God to the rest of the world. And it's been about a year since they've, they've left Egypt, and the law is being given. And we'll sort of see this theme as we continue forward into the law that God wants to be known. Like he's going to a lot of trouble to be known and to be understood after a certain fashion. And one of the things that he's establishing with the people is, I want to know you and I want you to know me, but that, that's going to be true. It's, going to, it's only going to be true. We can only fellowship with each other through holiness. Now, holiness is a, is a huge thing. And we can get like a little bit off track, like with some religious words. This is being set apart to God, being set to being made true. This will be completely true. God's saying, like, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna talk to each other, then it's gonna be through holiness. So we'll we'll see that as we as we jump in. We'll also see a lot of blood and um, sacrifice in this book. And man, if we approach the Old Testament, something that's uh, inspired thousands of years ago and read it, like back read our culture into it, the one that we live in right now, is going to seem weird and barbaric and antiquated and gross and completely irrelevant. But if we look below the surface... Look for where we are in the story. Find it's not irrelevant at all. I mean, we, we could wonder, like, why why would people just, why would they start sacrificing animals? What a weird thing to do. Why would God want that? Let's just remember, it was six weeks ago we started the story in the Garden of Eden and the rebellion of Adam and Eve. And that caused a breach, a separation from God. And when God comes into the garden, when we read that story, he comes in the cool of the evening looking for Adam and Eve, and they're hiding. They're naked, and they are ashamed, and they are hiding, which pretty well describes our lives. And they they eventually tell God they're, they're afraid because they're naked. And that's what becomes telling. God covers them with the skins of animals. And so this precedent kind of carries forward, covering something to cover sin and the cost of something, the loss of it. I mean, we, we live in a culture 
far in the future and far after after Jesus. So we're like not really familiar with this concept, but we just read the crucifixion story in the Gospel of Matthew, and that's a barbaric, ugly, bloody, sad story. And the more that we fall in love with Jesus, the more we see his work inside of us, the more we realize that what we see when we see the crucifixion, that didn't happen to somebody we, would, we don't know. It's happened to somebody we love. But that was the last in this system. According to the Apostle Paul, this is Jesus was the last sacrifice. It was once and for all. But as we go into the book of Leviticus, the children of Israel don't have that luxury. And God is showing them that to cover and to cover rebellion comes at a great cost. It requires something. It's a great price. The message being, think about what you're doing and don't rebel. Like there's no reason for any of this if there's no rebellion, but it's rampant. It's rampant in the culture. It's rampant in our culture. It's rampant in the world. It's rampant in humanity. So we'll see God kind of sewing into the fabric of the culture this idea of covering and of cost, of sacrifice. Like we don't, when we say the word sacrifice now, we don't think of it as an animal, but we do think of it as giving up something like, right? Sacrificing something for something else. And that is what we're doing here. So as we move through Leviticus, we're going to see a lot of things like the burnt offering, the grain offering, the peace offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering, and and how to do them. And the way things are purified, the way things are consecrated, the way priests behave, we'll learn this concept that is so relevant in our lives of what is clean and unclean in the culture. And... Uh, we'll see the different festivals and feasts that are to be observed as a year, like basically as daily life is lived out. And all of this will be against the backdrop of holiness, of being set apart to God, because God is holy. And so we must be holy. And so, I mean, here we are, middle of February. This is the point. Now you might have gotten here before in the Bible. You hear to Leviticus and you're like, wait a second. What is going on here? I don't know how to relate to this at all. Embrace it. I mean, we're, we're watching a culture be established by God. And this culture is to show a fallen man who God is, where they're going, what their identity is. And what happened? The great price is sin, the consequences. And all of this is happening in the like unforgiving harshness of the desert, complete wasteland. There's no McDonald's down the street. There's no way, nobody's going to Target. This is a place where these people are being taught that they are utterly dependent on God. And that's where we find ourselves as we begin. The book of Leviticus, chapters 1, 2, and 3 today. 
The Lord spoke to Moses from the sacred tent and gave him instructions for the community of Israel to follow when they offered sacrifices. Sacrifices to please me must be completely burned on the bronze altar. Bulls or rams or goats are the animals to be used for these sacrifices. If the animal is a bull, it must not have anything wrong with it. Lead it to the entrance of the sacred tent and I will let you know if it is acceptable to me. Lay your hand on its head and I will accept the animal as a sacrifice for taking away your sins. After the bull is killed in my presence, some priests from Aaron's family will offer its blood to me by splattering it against the four sides of the altar. Skin the bull and cut it up while the priests pile wood on the altar fire to make it start blazing. Wash the bull's insides and hind legs so the priests can lay them on the altar with the head, the fat, and the rest of the animal. A priest will then send all of it up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. If you sacrifice a ram or a goat, it must not have anything wrong with it. Lead the animal to the north side of the altar, where it is to be killed in my presence. Then some of the priests will splatter its blood against the four sides of the altar. Cut up the animal and wash its insides and hind legs. A priest will put these parts on the altar with the head, the fat, and the rest of the animal. Then he will send all of it up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. If you offer a bird for this kind of sacrifice, it must be a dove or a pigeon. A priest will take the bird to the bronze altar, where he will wring its neck and put its head on the fire. Then he will drain out its blood on one side of the altar, remove the bird's craw with what is in it, and throw them on the ash heap at the east side of the altar. Finally, he will take the bird by its wings, tear it partially open, and send it up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. When you offer sacrifices to give thanks to me, you must use only your finest flour. Put it in a dish, sprinkle olive oil and incense on the flour, and take it to the priests from Aaron's family. One of them will scoop up the incense together with a handful of flour and oil. Then, to show that the whole offering belongs to me, the priest will lay this part on the bronze altar and send it up in smoke with the smell that pleases me. The rest of the sacrifice is for the priests. It is a very holy, because it was offered to me. If you bake bread in an oven for this sacrifice, use only your finest flour, but without any yeast. You may make the flour into a loaf mixed with olive oil, or you may make it into thin wafers and brush them with oil. If you cook bread in a shallow pan for this sacrifice, use only your finest flour. Mix it with olive oil, but do not use any yeast. Then break the bread into small pieces and sprinkle them with oil. If you cook your bread in a pan with a lid on it, you must also use the finest flour mixed with oil. You may prepare sacrifices to give thanks in any of these three ways. Bring your sacrifice to a priest, and he will take it to the bronze altar. Then, to show that the whole offering belongs to me, the priest will lay part of it on the altar and send it up in smoke with a smell that pleases me. The rest of this sacrifice is for the priests. It is very holy because it was offered to me. 
Yeast and honey must never be burned on the altar, so don't ever mix either of these in a grain sacrifice. You may offer either of them separately when you present the first part of your harvest to me, but they must never be burned on the altar. Salt is offered when you make an agreement with me, so sprinkle salt on these sacrifices. Freshly cut grain, either roasted or coarsely ground, must be used when you offer the first part of your grain harvest. You must mix in some olive oil and put incense on top, because this is a grain sacrifice. A priest will sprinkle all of the incense and some of the grain and oil on the altar and send them up in smoke to show that the whole offering belongs to me. When you offer sacrifices to ask my blessing, you may offer either a bull or a cow, but there must be nothing wrong with the animal. Lead it to the entrance of the sacred tent, lay your hand on its head, and have it killed there. A priest from Aaron's family will splatter its blood against the four sides of the altar. Offer all of the fat on the animal's insides as well as the lower part of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat. Some of the priests will lay these pieces on the altar and send them up in smoke with a smell that pleases me, together with the sacrifice that is offered to please me. Instead of a bull or a cow, you may offer any sheep or goat that has nothing wrong with it. If you offer a sheep, you must present it to me at the entrance to the sacred tent. Lay your hand on its head and have it killed there. A priest will then splatter its blood against the four sides of the altar. Offer the fat on the tail, the tailbone, and the insides, as well as the lower part of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat. One of the priests will lay these pieces on the altar and send them up in smoke as a food offering for me. If you offer a goat, you must also present it to me at the entrance to the sacred tent. Lay your hand on its head and have it killed there. A priest will then splatter its blood against the four sides of the altar. Offer all of the fat on the animal's insides as well as the lower part of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat. One of the priests will put these pieces on the altar and send them up in smoke as a food offering with a smell that pleases me. All fat belongs to me. So you and your descendants must never eat any fat or any blood, not even in the privacy of your own homes. This law will never change. Mark 1, 29 through 2, 12. As soon as Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went home with Simon and Andrew. When they got there, Jesus was told that Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with fever. Jesus went to her. He took hold of her hand and helped her up. The fever left her and she served them a meal. That evening after sunset, all who were sick or had demons in them were brought to Jesus. In fact, the whole town gathered around the door of the house. Jesus healed all kinds of terrible diseases and forced out a lot of demons. But the demons knew who he was, and he did not let them speak. Very early the next morning before daylight, Jesus got up and went to a place where he could be alone and pray. Simon and the others started looking for him, and when they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. 
Jesus replied, We must go to the nearby towns so that I can tell the good news to those people. This is why I have come. Then Jesus went to their synagogues everywhere in Galilee where he preached and forced out demons. A man with leprosy came to Jesus and knelt down. He begged, You have the power to make me well if only you wanted to. Jesus felt sorry for the man, so he put his hand on him and said, I want to. Now you are well. At once the man's leprosy disappeared and he was well. After Jesus strictly warned the man, he sent him on his way. He said, Don't tell anyone about this. Just go and show the priest that you are well. Then take a gift to the temple as Moses commanded, and everyone will know that you have been healed. The man talked about it so much and told so many people that Jesus could no longer go openly into a town. He had to stay away from the towns, but people still came to him from everywhere. Jesus went back to Capernaum, and a few days later, people heard that he was at home. And so many of them came to the house that there wasn't even standing room left in front of the door. Jesus was still teaching when four people came up, carrying a man on a mat because he could not walk. But because of the crowd, they could not get him to Jesus. So they made a hole in the roof above him and let the man down in front of everyone. When Jesus saw how much faith they had, he said to the man, My friend, your sins are forgiven. Some of the teachers of the law of Moses were sitting there. They started wondering, why would he say such a thing? He must think he is God. Only God can forgive sins. At once, Jesus knew what they were thinking, and he said, Why are you thinking such things? Is it easier for me to tell this man his sins are forgiven or to tell him to get up and pick up his mat and go on home? I will show you that the Son of Man has the right to forgive sins here on earth. So Jesus said to the man, Get up, pick up your mat, and go on home. The man got right up. He picked up his mat and went out while everyone watched in amazement. They praised God and said, We have never seen anything like this. Psalm 35, 17-28 All you do is watch. When will you do something? Save me from the attack of these vicious lions. And when your people meet, I will praise you and thank you, Lord, in front of them all. Don't let my brutal enemies be glad because of me. They hate me for no reason. Don't let them wink behind my back. They say hurtful things and they lie to people who want to live in peace. They are quick to accuse me. They say, you did it. We saw you ourselves. You see everything, Lord. Please don't keep silent or stay so far away. Fight to defend me, Lord God, and prove that I am right by your standards. Don't let them laugh at me or say to each other, now we've got what we want. We'll gobble them up. Disappoint and confuse all who are glad to see me in trouble. Disgrace and embarrass my proud enemies who say to me, You are nothing. Let all who want me to win be happy and joyful. From now on, let them say, The Lord is wonderful. 
God is glad when all goes well for his servant. Then I will shout all day, Praise the Lord God. He did what was right. Proverbs 9, 13-18 Stupidity is reckless, senseless, and foolish. She sits in front of her house and on the highest hills in the town. She shouts to everyone who passes by, If you are stupid, come on inside. And to every fool, she says, Stolen water tastes best. And the food you eat in secret tastes best of all. None who listen to stupidity understand that her guests are as good as dead. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the territory that we are moving into and we heed the voice of wisdom today. May we not be foolish May we not live in foolishness. May we not be stupid. May we not be reckless. Come, Holy Spirit, lead us into all truth, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base that's the website that's where you find what's going on around here so check it out check out the community section there are links there to get connected on social media but that is also where the prayer wall lives so just be, be familiar go there pray for your brothers and sisters this is this is our place our place around the global campfire and so all of us here are well we're all doing the same thing Right, we're going through the Bible together and we're all on the same page. And so when things get a little bit testy or the bottom falls out, we can reach out and uh, let our brothers and sisters know what's going on. And that can be done at the prayer wall. And that is in the community section of the website or the app. So check it out. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if you find that being around the global campfire is life and lights, good news and hope and clarity and thank you deeply for your partnership there is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com if you're using the app you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996 Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174 and as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. That's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hello, Dabbers. This is Kay from Ohio. I wanted to pray. I, well, I just want to say thank you, Dr. John from Jordan, New York. You are always so encouraging for all of us. And just to have your insight being a doctor and being able to pray over your clients and just have that insight is a blessing. Thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing. I'm praying for your, um, your daughter-in-law's mother who's battling cancer. 
cancer, margarita. So God, we ask that you just, if it be your holy and divine will, to just mend everything in her body that is not working well with her body. It's working against her. Be with every blood cell. Be with the white blood cells, God. Bring those up to the count that it should be. And that it's not fighting against the body. And it's working well with the red blood cells. Give her strength to sustain every treatment that she needs to go through. And trust you as, your, as her Holy Savior. Knowing that every good and perfect will will be done according to your will, God. Thank you for covering them. And thank you for Dr. John. Bless his son and his daughter-in-law. I want to um, give congratulations to Brianna. Brianna, as she is getting ready to deliver twin girls. God, help this be an easy delivery. Ask that everything go according to your will. That perfect in our eyes. That have all the fingers and toes. That everything will be developed. And that there will be no complications. No excess bleeding. Nothing going on in the womb. And when she comes out. And Trajan, you're a blessing man. Thank you. Keep calling in. Be blessed. Good morning. Hi, this is uh, Lisa from Coastal Georgia. I am a long, long time listener. Um, and I've called before. Uh, this morning, I am calling in with a very heavy heart. Um, last week, my husband had kind of a cardiac issue, and uh, we're waiting. Tomorrow, he goes to see a, his cardiologist. Um, He's 56 years old, we both are, and um, he has sarcoidosis. And my mission is, and the doctors do, is that it has spread to his heart. So that um, that means that the sarcoid is now attacking his heart and um, interfering with electrical currents. And so he now only has one that's working correctly and it's terrifying um, on a lot of levels and my fear is so overwhelming and not just for myself but we adopted um, our baby girl seven years ago and um, we, so we have a seven-year-old daughter who loves her daddy with all his, all her heart and she's experienced so much loss already in her life and I'm scared for her and I'm scared what this will mean and I want to have faith and I want to believe that God will heal him and that he will be here. I'm praying God for 15 years, Lord, 15 more years, um, but uh, it's all in God's hands, and I am so afraid, and I'm not sleeping. Can I ask you? Hi, Daily Audio Bible. This is Nancy calling from Medina, New York. And I just found out last night that um, I have a good friend, Holly, who lives in Georgia. Last Sunday, early morning, she had um, a bad migraine, and it got really bad. This was during the night that night. And... Um, they finally had to call an ambulance and have her taken to the hospital. Um, from that, they did a CT scan and found out she had a brain bleed. So they ended up taking her to Savannah, um, to, um, flying her to Savannah Hospital. 
And praise the Lord, there was a surgeon there that uh, specializes in that, and they had to do surgery and um, found out she had a hematoma, and they had to do um, um, like a drain to drain some of the thing up because of it. Um, she's still in ICU um, a week later, and um, they're hoping to take out the one the drain either today or tomorrow. And when she when she does get out of the hospital, she will be in rehab for a few weeks. So if you can pray for Holly um, and her whole family, um, uh, she is saved and her family is saved. Um, so you can pray for her. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hello, Daily Audio Bible. This is first-time caller Lynn from SoCal. And people around me say they're praying, but I'm not sure, so can you please pray? Um, the last two and a half years have been excruciatingly hard. After a very difficult 30-year marriage, my husband abandoned me and our older teen kids. My kids have judged and ignored me. And even in continually walking in the Lord, attending church, Bible study, meeting with biblical counsel, I am absolutely miserable and just want to go home to heaven. Can you please pray for a breakthrough in my life, to pursue joy and love for others, and to continue putting one foot in front of another? Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.